0: kind of like i'm awake but like saying i'm awake every hour but like eyes definitely closed probably as like lipstick drawing on her face from mavis or something
1: (laughs) yeah and i think like oh my gosh i think like zil uh sirene and mavis are playing like a really complicated game that both uh, Cyrene and Mavis know, and they were like, "Nah, Zill, you'll I'm get just, it." I'm like, just around the table <laughs> yeah, in the middle of this <laughs> game the with fuck like, "What is going on?" Yeah, with like six different pieces, and Mavis is like, "No, you need to at least fold to the third degree, or else you're going to lose 16 percent of your gold." On yeah, the next yeah, of course, term. you don't have enough lumber to
2: make that, so you you would have to on your next turn. I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, acquisition that space. I'm just
3: gonna take another egg. Have to think I'm just gonna three take another egg. This game. Zil. Yes. Okay. An egg katan?
1: So- I
2: needed that egg So, <laughs> Sirene's been bullying them into and, drinking uh, water all night. I will say that. And
1: Mavis has just been like playing Dylan's turns. Yeah, I think her. that
0: Dylan like, because if you not she'd be like, yeah, piece, piece of wood. <laughs> like she just is like falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I imagine like Fernando of taught course, you this very yes.
1: complicated bougie game as well, and so you're like, oh, no, no, piece of wood. Yeah. You played this all the time, you know. Um and so uh that's that is what is happening as Griana walks in at four AM. I think all well, staying up for you. I cry on my way
4: in. I'm I'm crying on my way in, but I, before I walk through the door I pat my eyes up and I make sure that I'm not crying anymore. And I walk in and I give everybody a smile and I, I say hi and then I go to bed.
2: I'll check on her in the morning. Yeah. I think maybe sleep might be good for everyone at this point. <sighs> Now yeah, that we know our girl is home safe.
0: Aww. I guess Go to sleep. I'm not responding because I do think Dylan is fully asleep. If we think she'll roll over and like grab on grab onto whoever's next to her and start like holding it like a body pillow. I think
2: Sirene's next to Dylan on the couch and just like gestures to Dylan and goes, please, she's going to keep herself awake or at least try to.
3: I'm like, fine. Five, I will fully
2: pick we'll Dylan go up bed. and carry her to her bed.
0: Am I like, how am I like over
2: your shoulder? I'm a big boy.
4: <laughs> She's
2: like bridal style carrying Dylan.
4: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> oh, we love a vampire moment. <laughs> like opens the door with her hip and then just like gently lays her in the bed.
0: Yeah, Dylan's just dead weight. She's very sleepy.
2: She shuts the door behind her and then like make sure Mavis and Zill go to bed. I uh, mean, we should go to, go to at bed at some
3: point. So it was just like, I'm so up. <laughs> I'm so up.
1: <sighs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm not like really into the sleeping thing right now.
3: What if, what if we stay? <sighs> well, we'll be to quiet, bed and then we can hang out more.
2: Yes. You know that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. stay up all night. Oh, Fail at your oh, trial Siren tomorrow. Hero. Hey, hey sir. Hey, no, it's Siren. fine. Just you know, bomb the trial, and uh, lose the gauntlet, and we'll we'll just see what I happens. I already lost
3: mm-hmm. so many points today. It's prosperity, We're... right?
2: Yeah, I uh, lost uh, all oh of yeah. them. I just want to keep up a losing streak. It's a prosperity streak. trial. <laughs> don't, don't you
1: just need money?
2: No, you have to negotiate. It's um, I'll explain more in the morning. But you have to bring brain cells to the trial. <laughs> right now, you're both sharing one, and I need you to to sleep and generate more. So you don't let down your team tomorrow. I know. Especially after Griana clearly Lindo had a like, difficult night, possibly. Yes. We have to negotiate tomorrow. <sighs> you know. Fuck. It's like being on the oh. council, but a model oh. of being on the council. Of different provinces. It'll be fine. I will make you a big breakfast in the morning.
3: Hmm? Okay.
2: Hmm? Alright. All right. Vampires don't sleep. So, I'll be up. I'll just be here making sure you sleep. We could yeah. just become Ooh. vampires. You couldn't handle it.
1: The episode where Zillin does become vampires because he do not want to go to bed. Uh,
2: um, I think Cyrene lets the ball just all have right. Kai's room and just stays out in the living room with Eleanor, kind of by herself. That's so sad. Okay. Yeah. She, she, I think she's just thinking of Aura and, like, how weird it feels now with Valdis here. and I think she feels a little mm-hmm. bit more isolated and on her own and also is sort of uncomfortable with the line of questioning Valdis tossed at her earlier. Right.
0: Okay.
1: So at that point, this night passes quickly, quicker than you'd like before you know it it's morning time and you're being pulled up on your feet uh your final press interviews are this morning a certain darling is at your door knocking
2: good morning good morning good morning, good goes morning. to answer it with like an apron on and she's already been making a breakfast she's like would you like eggs oh you've already i would love eggs how are our heroes Alive, alert awake and enthusiastic oh good morning <laughs> she sort of like looks back at their rooms
4: Wait. hi good morning i'm walking out of my my room <laughs> oh uh good morning thanks for coming by so early
1: of course we're getting we're getting you ready this morning for your final press interviews before the final people's votes it's important right, right. It's important too.
4: Okay. Uh, i'm gonna go i uh, get my cl- my uh out of my pajamas <laughs> I'm gonna get out of my pajamas
1: Remember, we were thinking
4: press-ready looks. Absolutely, I'm gonna go ahead and change into my varsity jacket and my uh, cool camo pants. Then,
0: yeah, I think Dylan walks out maybe on like press-ready looks, maybe, and then immediately is like, yeah, in her PJs and stops in her tracks and is like, I don't, do I own a press-ready look?
1: Did Scotty not send you?
0: No, uh, no, I I was put into a room that was also a gym.
1: Okay, we're gonna have to figure something out then um outfit emergency i'm not the best at these uh scotty's better my son to- actually toast actually great with these Toast. um outfit what uh,
2: well we call them toast for short but toasting's great what are you talking about um, do you have actually clothes that i might fit call toasting i'm sure i do we can go look at my closet for a moment okay i have
0: really like wide shoulders
1: Oh, we don't have time for you to go all the way
0: to oh, a different, we'll figure it a out, different it house, and then here I, I, in
2: my room. Actually, I have okay. some. Ah, oh, okay. Perfect. And then Sirene takes her like house key and just goes to her house, but it makes it look like she's going into her bedroom. <laughs> right. Perfect.
0: I think if if Delicious. you were cooking, Dylan will try to take over whatever uh, you were cooking while you're while you're off.
2: Oh well, you have to come pick up. Oh, okay. I'm coming. I'm <laughs> coming. I'm coming. <laughs> she like turns the burner off. I'll cook. Yep. What? Mavis says, Mavis says as she steps
0: out. No, you I'll won't cook you breakfast. for Zil and Zil will oh, cook no, breakfast.
3: Oh, let her try. Uh, did I let hear let breakfast? What? She we almost burned Zil. the
0: house down.
1: It was oh, Zil's what? fault. What is I've my fault? I've said this so many times. No, you were I was not. in charge the pizza in the oven. Not me. You okay. were in charge of the pizza If you're in the oven.
0: supervised by Zil, then sure. go cook. T- go cook breakfast.
3: No, I'm not
0: gonna
3: do it. You're a little little wimp. Oh
0: fuck! Yeah, I said it.
3: So who's cooking breakfast?
0: (laughs) You and Mavis. Me and Cyrene will be back.
3: back Figure it out. (laughs) Cyrene takes Dylan through the door. Do you want to do eggs? Do you want to do the bacon? Uh, Okay, I'll do everything. I'll butter the
0: toast. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's that's what the setup looks like. Alright, and so eventually you all get back together, but uh t- walk me through this uh outfit picking scene, please.
2: I yeah, hear I it. think Th- that's they just me like, being selfish. are in the f- like main room of Sirene's house, and she looks at Dylan and goes, You haven't been here before, have you? I have
0: not. This is so extravagant.
2: Well, you're welcome to visit anytime. There's the greenhouse, the library, and then of course the closet. Wow. And they you know, like with Griana, they walk past the fireplace, the portrait of her family. Uh, I think there's a big lizard sleeping in front of the fire.
0: <laughs> there's always
2: like an animal around, and there's like a bird on the mantle.
0: I think Dylan goes, "Who's that?" about the portrait.
2: Oh, that's um, that's my family. Oh, my mothers and sisters.
0: Where are you in it? Cause is it obvious who Cyrene is or does is it older as like an older painting?
2: I think because she's the oldest sister, so she's like taller. Then the others, but you can see she's, like, holding kind of this, like, little girl who's, like, giving her a huge hug that looks sort of like a little sirene, but just, like, a bit dirtier with, like, messier hair. And they both have, like, these huge smiles on their face. And then her other arm is around, like, another sister who has kind of, like, a, like a side cut with a half-shaped head whose, like, arms are crossed and is, like, looks kind of annoyed to be there, but is still smiling a little bit. And then another girl on the other side of her with these, like, long pink braids with, like, big round glasses who has, like, a very, like, shy, sheepish smile. And then behind them is Cyrene's, like, cool butch mom. And then her other super femme mom, like, standing behind them both. It's, like, kind of like they're all doing, like, a big hug all at once. I love
0: that. Yeah, Dylan, I guess if, if there's, like, a possibility of a little Sirene or a big Sirene, I think Dylan would go, uh, where are you? Which one is you?
2: Oh, the taller one in the middle holding Nessa.
0: Nessa. Yes. That's a really beautiful painting. You have a beautiful family.
2: Yes, they were very beautiful.
0: You. Oh, yeah, my so- God. I'm so sorry. Oh, my gosh.
2: Oh, it's all right. It's part of the Crimson Night gig, I suppose.
0: What is not seeing your family, or.
2: Ah, uh, both. You know, obviously being a vampire, you. out live everyone you had a life with at some point
0: that doesn't sound very fun
2: you never get used to it but you learn to cope i suppose with other things and she like gestures to the rest of the house yes.
0: sorry i didn't mean to bring your your morning down i'm sorry
2: oh it's all right i think of them often well i you it's know something unusual if
0: you ever want someone to tell stories to they look very interesting you know you can you can tell me
2: you would have gotten along with them they were all very sweet
0: they look like it <sighs>
2: Most of them. And she, like, leads (laughs) Dylan up the stairs past the painting. Uh, And I think Dylan would see they all have, like, the eye insignia on them somewhere. Whether it's, like, jewelry or, like, on their bodies. Which I
0: have on my little ring.
2: And then I think Cyrene takes Dylan into her, like, big room and then into the walk-in closet and just sort of gestures. And she goes, I think the things you like would be more back and to the left through that other door
0: there's another door
2: to the side closet yes it's just several rooms of closets oh my gosh
0: how do you did you buy all this did you do you just have all this oh my gosh
2: oh and things are given to me you know suitors what are you wearing today presents oh probably this and like sirene like pulls out this little like light yellow sheer like see-through dress with like these little orange flowers on it with like princess like bubble sleeves that hang off of her shoulders.
0: I think Dylan is just amazed that you were able to reach immediately and find a dress. She's <laughs> <just> like, holy <laughs> shit, dude. Um will you help I honestly I just wear sweatpants a lot. Do you know will you help me find a press ready outfit?
2: Of course, press ready. Now we have to think of your image. Hot buff cool. We could do oh gosh. a cropped hoodie.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Sireen pulls out like black jeans and then like a little um, like mesh jacket that's like cropped at the stomach. That's like a red. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Whatever Dylan wants to wear. Really. Hell yeah. Yeah. I think she'll get dressed and then like put her hair up in like an updo. Look a little sporty today.
1: Mavis has tried to use very cold butter on toast. She has pretty much torn up the front half of. This doesn't every make any
3: sense. This doesn't. <laughs> what you gotta use? There's butter what right you here. You just took it. You should. You gotta use that butter. This is not cold. What's the difference? So you put the cold butter okay. on the toast. You fuck up the toast.
1: Oh, the yes. butter is soft because it's warm.
3: Try butter oh. and some toast with that. I'm gonna go flip the sticks. Okay. Uh is
1: <laughs> Ludolph has also been just hanging how out. With you, the two of you this whole time. How are you, Mr. Darlington?
3: How are you? Oh, I'm so great.
1: We've got my son's engagement, uh, engagement party this evening. Oh, that wow. must be why he's on the brain. Uh, Toastig, he's actually, uh, he's actually, uh, the, uh, gauntlet mm. member for Regelliville. I don't know if you- What's he look like? Uh, I don't know if you've seen him around, Toastig. I don't Um, uh, me, taller.
3: Is he the one I punched? Thinner. <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not asking son? you, Katie Mae.
1: <laughs> no, no,
3: no. Uh, oh, Toastig is, like, oh. a gauntlet
1: assistant, not, like, I uh, understand now. Yeah. He's the he mm, he's okay. the Scotty of Regallyville.
3: Well, congratulations on the engagement. And, you know, would you like some toast? We have an abundance.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry. It's Aristed. This is my press correction. Noella is the one who's in charge of Regallyville. Scotty is eliminated because she was in charge of Rielton. And Toastig is in charge of Aristed. So... That is my press correction. So yeah, you you and uh, <laughs> you uh, come back, and I think Griana emerges from changing at the same time as everyone convalesces on on the kitchen for uh, final talks before final press interviews. Breakfast is being doled out, and uh, you can tell the parts that Mavis did because they're worse. Valdis has quietly joined you as you all coalesce. Her presence is how's very everyone
3: tall, feeling very this silent. morning. I'm feeling alright. Yeah, do you
4: like my new look? Oh my gosh! I
3: love your new look. It, oh wow,
4: Dylan, you're truly stepping out. Oh my Was, god! Let I me didn't guess, see that, Dylan. Si- it's from Sirene's Sirene. Sirene, of course. I know a, si- a Sirene look when I see one. Good job, Sirene, as always. You're an expert now. I am. I am. Today, I'm fa- falling you. back into my old looks. I felt like I just, you know what? This is what I'm com- comfy in for today. But let me tell you what, whenever I look my best, it's because of Sirene.
2: You're too kind. And she's like choking down Mavis's eggs and is like, oh,
0: so good. (laughs) All of you so sweet. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? I've kind of mostly forgotten about this, but I think I noted that I brought Copper back to stay with me. And there's Iga and there's Eleanor. May I ask you from my heart, what are the animals doing? (laughs) Are they a, are they a squad or are <laughs> this they fighting each other?
1: Uh that is a great question. Can I get a D20 roll yeah. with no additives from
4: Carly? Yeah. I imagine I, I had Iga with me I- at this moment, you know, but you never know. I rolled a seven. Oh my gosh, I okay. also rolled a seven. Jeez. Okay, I I got copper. Okay. Bruce. Oh
1: 14! Listen, that's twice the amount of seven. (laughs) I'm gonna say numerology-wise, everyone's vibing. (laughs) I'm gonna say that like Copper and Iga are
0: like Are their tails entwined as they walk around. Uh, Good.
1: Yes! And Eleanor is the one who stops them from breaking. (laughs)
4: So perfect.
2: I love her.
4: Eleanor's
1: so <laughs> cute. Yeah, that's sort of the, that's the dynamic. But that means that Eleanor is flying around much more this morning, much to uh, yes. Zil's displeasure. Uh, is she smiling with her
0: teeth? Displeasure. No!
2: Eleanor does not have teeth! The moth is smiling <laughs> with her teeth? No! <laughs> um,
1: you know. You know how it is. It is at this point when you are brought back into this is going to be a bit different from uh the press interviews because you basically you are led down to this room where um it's a ballroom it's a repurposed ballroom and you see that all like 12 heroes have been brought to this room and in There's, like, curtains separating each three stations, but there's, like, a place for you to sit, you know, bottles of water. And basically what they're going to do is they're going to just flood press people past you. You know, this is the interview where they get to – where, like, um, new – like, smaller news organizations from other provinces, like, get to come and ask you questions and all that kind of stuff. So you are, like, in for a deluge of a couple of hours. So – molly since you're not being asked any questions i'm gonna send you this list just speed round ask anyone any of these questions you were all set um mavis is like leg is kind of like wiggling nervously as the first uh i have some
2: questions for all y'all
0: Ten, Ten. Ten.
2: T-E-D. I love you. you ready yeah, Tid, like like uh, titty. Yeah, Ted. T- it's T I D.
0: Yes,
1: yeah. Tid. Tid Can't believe no. uh, Langdell just bullies Ted, I the press boy, the whole time. Now
2: are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes,
3: sir. All right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: Now, all of you, I would like you to describe yourselves in one word. Each of you, go. Let's start with you,
4: Griana. Oh gosh, um, uh one word. One word. One word for Griana Irande would be grateful.
2: Grateful. I love that.
4: Thank you, Tid.
2: Mavis.
1: Uh Mavis kinda like leans forward to the to the fantasy recording system that's in front of her and says
3: Alright. Capable. Excited. Beautiful. I don't know if that was a good one. No, that was incredible. I think it was great. God, God damn it.
0: No, it was good. It was good. It was good.
3: Thanks. You love to
2: see it. Dylan?
0: You do. Uh, Loyal.
2: Alright, we got grateful, capable, loyal, and excited. Incredible. Incredible. Do you have a team mantra?
0: I, do it until we uh, die.
4: No, oh, actually.
3: I wouldn't yeah. say that's our mantra mantra.
4: So, what would you say our mantra is? You know... What's our mantra, then?
3: I... I... Guess... We don't really have a mantra as now, but we used to say, bip beep go eat some meat. Um, Dylan, you weren't here for that, and Mavis, neither were you. But... Um... Yes?
2: Alright, that makes no sense. I have no context for that, but I love it. Incredible. Yeah, okay. Alright, now... What do you do? You're about to go out participate in the gauntlet. How do you handle the pressure as a team? How do you get out of your head?
0: We go honestly, we go mingle. We go hang out with the people that are so grateful to be hosting us here in the amazing city of Burnfort. We go hang out in the market district at Field House and we just sort of see why we're doing all of this, you know, for the people. Incredible.
2: That is what it's all about, right? If you won the gauntlet, what would it mean to you to be a hero of the people? How would you take that and move forward?
4: That is a really good question, Ted. We would take that and move forward with pride because it is not something to be taken lightly.
3: Kind of what Grianna already said, we we would take great pride in it. I, I think that we would also take that title to do more good. We would... Be heroes, and so, what does that really mean to be a hero? you know you you help out those around you, so I imagine we would just put our best forward, and even if we don't necessarily win, we'll still feel like heroes because we're gonna we're gonna go out there and help people. You
2: really sound yeah. like you made it,
4: yeah,
3: yes, I do,
2: <laughs> well, I'm convinced.
4: It's just a launching <laughs> off point. It's just a launching off point for us. And then we go into infinity and beyond doing the same thing over and over and over again. Because if I know one thing about this team is that we're going to do this together for the rest of our lives.
2: Oh. Here, <laughs> a team. Right? Really do it until you I die. Just, again, one of your mantras. I love it. Literally. All right.
3: That's our number one well, mantra. Well, I have do a few more questions Are for you, you here.
2: okay?
0: Mavis hates any time being perceived.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, each of you individually can answer this, or as a team, but is there anyone who inspires you? Heroes of the past? Family members? I mean, how did you get here? Who helped mold you into the hero you are today?
0: Uh, well, I, I think my my biggest inspiration, one of my biggest inspirations is my 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 father, Fernando Rose of the Royal Army. I He uh, definitely taught me all the things I know about the, the physical side and the exhausting side of being a hero. But um, uh, my mother as well taught me the the part of it that's about kindness and loving other people and giving of yourself, uh, even when maybe you feel like you don't have anything to give, that selflessness. So I think my my parents combined kind of inspired me in the way that I like to be a hero.
4: I would say that my family, my parents, and my brother... Franco Arande, we are related, he has a family, they were my biggest inspiration. Oh! Yes.
2: Interesting. Uh Now, I thought he was an orphan. I actually wrote an article about how his whole family died. So I'm...
4: Mm. Mm. Uh, I am not dead. uh, He
2: interviewed for it, so it's, it's nice to meet you.
4: It is so nice to meet you. I am not dead, nor are my parents. They are only half dead. And that is all I will talk about on that. Thank you.
2: All right. All right. We appreciate boundaries, Mavis
3: and Zil. I guess there's t- two people who I would say inspire me the most. The first being um, kind of an adoptive father figure. He has since passed, but I, I feel like everything I do, I kind of do for him. He he really taught me that you can be strong uh in more ways than one. I don't really want to get into that, um but <laughs> uh the other person who I say would inspire me and stop me if this is too cheesy, but Griana, I've watched you grow so much since like, I don't know, since I've met you and Seeing you just become a lot stronger and just more confident. I don't know. It it inspires me every day too.
4: Thank you so much, Zill. <laughs> oh wow. I'm oh, gonna oh, start to cry. I um
2: oh, I love crying.
4: these this teammate more than I could say. And I these teammates of, of mine are just so beautiful each and every one of them as an individual and inspiring. And I would not have grown the way I have if it wasn't for them. Um, and I know that I will always keep growing no matter what because because I've known them and we've gone through this. And while our answers to your questions may not be extremely cohesive, it's just because we're all such, such um, strong individuals. <laughs> and I love it.
2: And I can see that in your team. And you've all been through so much. I mean, Dylan, recently fired from the Red Dagger Division. Do you want to touch on that? How that affected you?
4: Oh my god.
0: I mean... Uh, Yeah, I mean, I could clarify the language. It was not a firing, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Yes, I... For... um, Reasons... I was uh, taken off of the red dagger's final quest and uh that was the quest that ended all of their lives so it seems like a very downer thing to bring up during gauntlet interviews but i um i am still very much grieving those friends and i am glad that i was able to return some of their bodies as well as the heroes of langdale before i even joined them so that they could have heroes burials it was what they deserved Dylan looks, like, visibly, like, kind of annoyed at this guy now after that. (laughs) Sorry. No, I know. It's (laughs) (laughs) it's
2: me, Ted. Ted nods. He's like, well, you know, we want to get into it. We want to know the underbelly of the teams and what it takes to get here. And it's not all joyful. Although, perhaps on a lighter note, Mavis, Maymont of the Cowboy Boys family. Now, that is something to be proud of. Would you like to touch on that? I mean, everyone in Langdale has been talking about it. I know before this team even came to the office, everyone was saying, oh my goodness, it's that girl that solved, I don't know how many mysteries you and your brother was it?
1: My twin brother, yes. Macklin, we solved over 30 mysteries before we were teenagers. And my personal inspiration- Well, I'm sure when she
2: definitely reads us, she will be touched. All right. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I like I like Davis put an I like put so a hand annoying. on her. <laughs> Still a, this
3: got so uncomfortable. All
0: uh. right. I'll well, always loud and easy. When actually
2: here to wrap up the interview, what is everyone's favorite color?
4: Green. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, it's green. Uh, yeah, it's green. Of course.
3: Yellow. Uh, like a sky blue.
2: Incredible. Well, thank you so much for your time. God damn it, Ted! I'll your time is up. You're two All minutes right, I'll over. Excuse myself. New gods be with you. Have a good day.
4: Okay. No.
3: <laughs> why did you say that, Ted? Ted! Ted. Ted. Do we tackle Ted him? Do I tackle back. him?
0: I go tackle him. Ted. I go tackle him. I tackle him.
3: I tackle Tell him. To the no. ground. You the not You can't tackle him. Oh my god! Think of the press, Dylan. I'm on Dylan's back. Oh security! Security! Hail! No, I'm still holding me back. <laughs> no, alright, so... We need to We need to get him. We'll hold you back. No, no, this is the second time. This is the second time this has happened. There's gonna be more. That's There's too gonna too be many. more if we, if we tackle every single person... That's then we new... get them
0: all out. Wait, I
3: was just What did they say? Dear... Yeah, thank oh, you.
4: Thank oh, we you. should no,
3: have because it. Because then all eyes are on us. Then all eyes are on us, and then we've done something wrong. Somebody needs to start tracking
4: Ted. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we need I, to keep eyes you- on Ted.
1: <laughs> and at that point over uh you kind of see uh Scotty actually. Um there's this sort of like mini stage where people who have been like announcing like switches and stuff. Um like You actually see Stottie, like step up um, to it and says, good morning, all of the press uh, who are our gracious guests today. The Heros Gauntlet welcomes you. I am deeply sorry for interrupting everyone's times here together. I promise we will add some additional time on the end for your very important questions. You see, Scott is very much uh, full professional mode right now. Now, uh, I did want to stop and make a small announcement. We did have a press announcement from The Crown hit right after this interview started. And I feel like it would be best if I went ahead and I read this press announcement out loud. Um, and Scotty, like, stops. Uh, she, like, looks back down. She looks back up. And she goes, this morning... The Zoleri family has announced that they are on their way to discovering a cure for the royal family at Current. They are asking for space and respect as the cure is being researched, but would like to thank Team Langdale in particular for helping them secure vital artifacts in the research process. On top of that, the final vote will be on Thursday, which is tomorrow. The ball uh, to celebrate the winner will be on Saturday. Franco, the pop star, will be singing at the ceremony. And the castle is no longer accepting visitors at this time, besides those who are registered with the crown. Those have been the formal press announcements from the crown. Get back to interviewing. And you see, uh, well, these interviews have been going around. Lucas has been quietly walking over to all of the teams and been handing out their mail. Lucas come over and says, just one message for you, Langdale. God damn it. No, it's actually for Dylan Rose. (laughs) Oh, now I realize.
3: And Mavis goes, "Why? why? I'm just waiting on a letter. I'm just waiting on a letter.
0: I take it.
1: Yeah, you take it. Um, it is a simple letter. You can tell that it's not, uh, it's been delivered by a carrier throughout the city. It's not been like sent through like mail mail. You open it and it says, morning, Dylan. Here you're inbound to the castle for another trial today. I would love to catch a glance at you. The castle has changed so much while I was away. Have you noticed the same? Things aren't I'm the really same. I'm worried about
0: her being Quinn. Yeah, I think Dylan reads that and then and folds it up and puts it in her pocket and is just going to look for Quinn when, she, when we get there.
3: Zill's like, are you sure there's nothing else in that bag? There's nothing.
1: <sighs> no letters for you. I uh, I okay. don't know. Zill, uh, do you want me to contact yes. the postal service? <laughs> I will do that.
3: What letter so what are you I'm looking, looking for? for? I start whispering. <laughs> um, I, um, I don't know if it, it'll have an address on it or what, but it uh, it should have been sent by Olivia Oldswin. Um, so if you could just look for anything, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. I will much. do exactly thank that you, for Thank you. Thank
1: you. So, of course. Of course. And Lucas is gone again. You are thrown through another set of press interviews. Uh, they go pretty much the same. Um, except for this time, everybody just wants to know ar- about the work you did around um, helping the Queen. Like, all of those previous questions where they wanted to know about you and what you do, no longer. Um, they want to know you as the person who did this thing. Um, which is very different. And, as it's sort of winding down, you know you hear Scotty come up and say, like, "This is the last ten minute interview. Everyone I expect you to be fully winding down. This is the last interview today." And you actually see um a member, a prosperity council member. They step out from a convenient curtain stage left. And you see uh, that Lyco and the other two uh, Prosperity Council members are standing there. And they are each holding um, two dossiers in their hands. And you see uh, each one of them comes and sits in front of a set of heroes. And um, Lyco Sade sits in front of the four of you. Of course, not at Sirene as he passes, but still uh, very professional. Yeah, okay. roll perception check for me, Sirene, as I continue. As you see, Lyco sit down. He has two dossiers, and he sits down and he says, "Well, Langdale, how prepared are you feeling for the prosperity ready. trial today? Um, ready than,
4: you know, readier than we can ever be. Ready as we- what is that saying, you guys? Ready as we're ready."
2: Ready as you'll ever be. be. Ready as you'll
4: ever be. And more ready and prepared than I was to say that sentence. Right, guys? You did great. We're ready. Gosh.
2: Also, I got a 14 on my roll, I think. Well,
1: Lyko is sitting across from the the four of you, uh, Cyrene standing behind him, and he says, All right, so your trial today will be done in teams of two. Would you like to split yeah. into them
0: now? Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. I assume we don't get to know what each team would be doing.
1: Like, a pauses for a moment. It says each team will be representing a single province.
3: How do we want of to do teams? Do we want to pick them out of a hat? Do we want to... Uh... Could be
2: strategic. But,
3: but that's true. why I
0: said, like, I don't know what the strategy would be.
1: Let's put our two most not-terrible people in separate teams.
3: Okay.
4: Okay, who's our not-most-terrible
0: personality
3: So who are...
4: I think we all bring a lot of different things to the table. we, We usually split up is by what the task is.
0: Yeah, that's why I'm conflicted.
1: Well, I mean, this is prosperity, and Cyrene told us last night it's about negotiating, so...
2: Okay, who's best like at negotiating? Be Me, but I can't join
4: you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not very good at that, but I have a certain, you know, charm.
4: I'd say you do too, Dylan. And uh, honestly, I uh... I think I can be good at negotiating. I will say that about myself. Yeah. yeah that's like a true. You owner? were. <laughs> yeah, I could lead teams. And I also think that Zill could be really good at negotiating because Zill... Is a uh, a magician <laughs> and it is a perf- therefore yeah. performer.
3: If anything, I got personality. Yeah, baby.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we
1: used to do these in school all the time. I would make Mac do all the talking. And Dylan, you're very resourceful, so I'd
4: say research as well for you and strength, of course. <laughs> um, channel your father. You know, think of watching him.
0: <laughs> Mavis laughs. Yeah, true.
2: I think growing up the way you have, you and Mavis would probably be the two strongest. I can't technically tell you what to do, but I would say that Mavis and Dylan are perhaps the two strongest members growing up amongst nobility and wealth and um, power out of the group.
4: Well, I'd say maybe should it be me and Dylan and then Zill and Mavis? Sure. Sure.
0: That's <laughs> <McKinsey> laughing. Sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do that. Okay. Alright. Are you okay I mean, with
3: that, like, Mavis? Unless, yeah.
1: I mean our team's going to be
0: stacked. Oh,
3: <laughs> shut up. We're I thought that we were, ass, Mavis. We were dividing it very
4: very clearly, Mavis. The people who are used to nobility and then the people who are good leading or performing. Right? That's why we did this. The Discord a hundred miles away,
0: or by Zavis and Krillin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this. Ma- I think this makes um, sense because I think I don't point- have charisma, but you do. I assume because you're a bard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I don't know where Zill and Mavis's charisma lies in terms of just I'm- on.
3: Let me on find paper, Mavis's charisma like, charismatic score.
0: Charismatic or whatever, when it comes to rolling.
3: I mean, if I'm performing, yes. was, uh, then I'm very charismatic.
1: <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> Mavis
0: actually has nice. a sixth oh, persuasion. Nice. So I think they've has on paper... She a sixth paper, persuasion like and an 11 investigation. In terms of where our stuff yeah. lies. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um. All right. So Leiko nods and says, all right then. Brianna, Dylan, you will be representing the province of Arsenvi, And then uh, like hands a dossier to you, Zill, and says, and Zill and Mavis will be representing oh. Yarbellin.
3: Not that I'm aware of. Maybe.
1: Well, you all are in for quite a time. In that dossier is all the information you will need about the province you're representing. The current problem your province faces and its future, and how you will decide it during this trial. You have from this point now, from which I am handing you the dossiers, to the end of the carriage ride in the castle to look over this dossier and come up with a game plan. Once we reach the castle, negotiations begin. Sounds clear enough. Questions? All right. Looking down the line, I can tell you now that Max Billion and Quintessence of Regelliville will be Whitmore. Harrison Lind and Brockford will be representing Septus. Daylin, Oakenheart, and Deandro will be representing Joyside. And Talon, Visk, and Franklin Napathy will be representing Greenalton. Any following questions? All right. Then, if you would follow me. I will now lead you all to the carriage, and you will be taken straight to the castle. Thank you very
4: much. Your trial is begun. Wonderful,
1: dears. You see, all of the heroes begin standing and are being led out to the carriages. You can all have a moment to talk quietly amongst yourselves as you're led to the carriage, if you would like to. Otherwise, we can. No, anything I have to say,
4: probably should save for later.
1: Right. Okay. Cool armed with dossiers in hand you all head to the carriage um once you're in the carriage you are able to open them up and learn about the trial you will be facing but for us dear heroes i believe that is where we will be ending our session at the edge of a trial It is somewhat whiskey, drunk, and uh, genuinely, I think maybe happy uh, that Mavis goes to bed on Tuesday night. Just, oh, how many days is that? Four days before? Yes, I didn't know what you were asking. Masquerade? That's not many. And I think there's a joy in a moment where she forgets that this is on the agenda. I think, honestly, um, I I don't remember what we say in canon what happens the next morning between Zendel and Mavis. Um, but if you had to ask me right now who has forgotten, I'm going to tell you that they probably, like, <laughs> fell asleep, like... Like, but, like, on top of the covers on, like, some random bed <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. in in the greenhouse. Um, and so I think that's, uh, that's where we are when Mavis falls asleep. And I think we're actually going to start this one from Mac's perspective instead. Because I think, like... Mac goes into deciding these landscapes with intent, right? Of, like, where he's bringing Mavis to have these conversations and why. And so, like, in in these moments shortly after, like, you've cast the spell... I guess what I'm asking you, Mackenzie, because you're one of the few people in the world who I can ask this question and who will actually give me an answer uh, that is cool and good, and I love that about you, and that's why we're why we're friends. Um, besties. Besties, some may say. Um, <laughs> I. Yes, bestie. Yes, bestie. What does Macklin's magic look like as he shapes dreams?
0: Oh wow i've always imagined his natural magic as having this sort of yeah this like swirling f- like goblet of fire looking green sort of fi- yeah like fiery swirls mm. but i think that as his magic matures and morphs it becomes like i feel like it used to be kind of crackly fire but now it's very controlled <gasps> silken almost oh, and there's fuck. like these dashes of black kind of smoke that Twirl through them and so i think that like when building the walls he literally can just like make a square with his hand pull it out and and like push that energy and it becomes like a wall you know what i mean like i think he's gotten much more control there is a stiffness and a stillness and a elegance to his magic where there once was kind of crackling um your mother explosive. would be so proud oh Uh, god uh, Mac would never want to hear that (laughs) Um, but but i
1: i think it's the truth and i think that's uh unfortunate for him um yeah so
0: i think it's sleek sleek and smooth and elegant with this with still with that greenish black smog but it's 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 like a it's like ballet i think the way he moves his hands and and crafts with 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 magic yeah
1: And I think Mac goes to snap this perfect, like, rectangular door every time. You know, it's the same. And Mac goes to sort of snap this elegant frame in place. And as it snaps, Mac realizes that it's not a perfect rectangle right now. In fact, it's almost like a parallelogram. As it's been warped slightly.
0: I think he is very confused. I think he he tries to wipe it away and redo it.
1: You set to, you diminish the magic and it melts at your fingertips. You go to set it again and remind me, what landscape is Macklin Maymont painting this time? Mavis's
0: bedroom in their childhood home. Mavis's bedroom Carly. in their childhood home. There was, s- like they had adjoined rooms, but he is finishing her room.
1: Right. You go to snap this door frame in place yet again, and in that snap, even worse. But the vision is there, and you can see through it, and you. Oh man, you have a you have a character sheet, right? Can I get an Arcana check from you?
0: Let me see if I do.
1: <laughs> Let's find it. Let's find it. It's been like a year since we've looked at it. Uh, what's um, what's
0: the Arcana score? Uh, it's plus four. I can roll on. Yeah. Here. I got a twenty-one. A twenty-one.
1: Oh boy. Yes, yeah, so I think you pull it up and you snap it. And looking in, I think you are able to, (laughs) I'm going to describe to you what Macklin sees and I think you're going to be able to to get a good feeling for why Macklin understands what's going on.
0: Christ, okay.
1: So Macklin is looking through this doorway and sees uh, Mavis with her hair pulled up in a bun in her painter's overalls. And she's sitting in her bed, um, as you saw her many times, but the room itself is a little different. There are still the tall windows that honestly reminisce of the fencing room at a Glaufmany. A Glaufmany, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> I always get paranoid now that I'm going to con- confuse it with Eggford Adventuring Academy because they're both, like, <coughs> weird words that no one should have ever made. Um, <laughs> so, but, like, very, like, reminiscent uh, a windows. I almost think of the the windows that were featured heavily in uh, Dragon Age 2's set design. Okay. You know, that kind of energy, I imagine, their house um like a very like sterile industrial fantasy vibe.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so these these chunky blocky windows that they're that are tall. And um I think you each had bespoke fireplaces and I uh but like and so those things are all like correct and in their right places. But the floor and the wall are canvas uh you can see lined with just unmistakably mavis's scratches of of art of theorization is literally wall to floor to wall tilted slightly on an axis macklin having placed this frame watches Mavis who would dream as if she was sober but is technically almost in like the pocket dimensions of of dreams (laughs) is still drunk um okay
0: okay (laughs) it
1: is you Mac watches her in the style of dreams without even thinking about it will a bottle of wine into existence like it had always been there, right? Like as she assumed to go pick it up, it became in the space, right? So she reaches down, she picks it up, um, does a very similar uh, thing with like this easel of the uh, painter's uh, swatch um, full of like these deep colored acrylics and this painter's knife Um, And she uh, goes to stand up and retreats to her very familiar uh, like canvas setup that she would have in her corner of her room. And this is what Max sees. So she's here. She
0: is here. Okay. I think he makes himself appear and like, I think he's going to not sneak up on her, but kind of just kind of like slowly enter and let her kind of notice him but i think he's gonna um be wearing his like pajamas like pjs the way they used to look like i want him to kind of look like he's coming out of the joined bathroom right and it's absolutely just like a matching little like flannel set like kind of vibe like green and black little flannel set and i think that that is he's gonna like look like he's in his pjs oh and just kind of lean against the door frame and say Because I think, because he's inferred she's drunk, correct?
1: Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, the way that she, the way that Mavis just drank wine from the wine bottle uh, was with the finesse of a drunk person.
0: We love to see it. Um, Yeah, I think he'll lean against the door frame and go, fun night.
1: And I think the bathroom door is like kind of pretty close to Mavis's easel, and so I think she just like takes a step back, and she's holding um this painter's knife, uh, with this dull edge, and she's she was she was pulling these deep scratches down, of this dark purple across this canvas, and uh when, when Max speaks to her, she just turns with the knife with the the amount of paint she already has on the knife. And runs it down the front of Macklin's uh shirt and just goes, go away. And <laughs> goes back to
0: painting on the canvas. I think he can he press the digitation away. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. It's gone in an instant. You're controlling yeah. the stream. Because even though yeah. like, like Mavis is drunkenness and her subconscious is like super it makes it very unstable which means that like her feelings and emotion are going to be able to override your magical finesse a bit uh but you are still very much in control
0: i think he's like he like wipes it up but then like at the very end grabs a little bit and like tries to put it on her cheek like try to like mush it like on and paint her put some paint on her face Oh my gosh. So she basically does
1: like a rogues disarming. Um, (laughs) Like, like in a, like she's swatting it away. Like with very like expert, like there would be like a playful swat and like a fuck you, fuck you stay away swat. And it's definitely that latter one as Mavis uh, tries to kick Mac off and uh, says, I mean it go away.
0: Didn't you want answers? Didn't you want to talk? I do, but I had
1: a good night. And I think I should get one. You think? Like a one?
0: Tell me about it. I want to huh? know about your night. I want to know about your night. I want to know about your last
1: 12 months. She
0: well, I mean, see, I asked you first, so.
1: I played Uno.
0: I thought you hated Uno. I do. But it made a good night, huh? (sighs)
1: Is Lyril still with you?
0: He is, yes.
1: What do you two do to pass the time? Widow's Delight.
0: think some of the things we do to pass the time isn't really appropriate to tell my sister
1: the there's a scratch on the canvas (laughs) as the painter's knife loses its moment of finesse i think Uh, he kind of
0: laughs at that like he was trying to yeah his sister out a little bit so
1: that's why you left then
0: no it's not the only reason why I left. No, it's not even the main one.
1: And what was the main one? Remind me again. Because if it was our fucking mother, I'd get it. She wore painter's marks on this canvas. I think that the audience at this point can see that these jagged purple lines and the colors that Mavis are putting on top of it, amethyst-like crystals, hmm. are taking place on the canvas.
0: I think he like looks at that for a second before cutting his eyes back and going, I mean, basically, it was... I, I don't know. I wasn't... I wasn't planning it. And I wasn't expecting it. And I wasn't looking for it. It just. There was something so. There is something. So intoxicating about. Not being a Maimont anymore. The freedom. That has and.
1: Oh, but don't you realize, Mac, more people know your name now than they ever did before. Another scrape. What do you mean? Oh, we're quite famous. What happened? Every interview for the gauntlet, I get asked, who's this plucky kid you solved crimes with? And I get to say, oh... That was my brother. My twin brother, in fact. And then they say, Oh, where is he now? He must be so proud of the work you're doing here. And I get to say, Oh, well, he would be if he wasn't dead. Cause, I don't know, that still feels easier than the truth right now. She's still painting.
0: I think it's very interesting that you pretend if given the chance to have freedom from our family and the power that is inside you finally released you would say no and if it was someone you loved if it was this zil asking you to leave with them that you wouldn't go that you wouldn't make the same decision as me i thought it would be the best and i i trusted that i could come back for you
1: i would have taken you that's the difference mac I wouldn't have left you to fucking rot. I didn't think you were going to- But what's a year? What's a year between twins, I guess? I'm sure in another five years, it'll feel like, oh, just minutes, I thought you were dead. It'll all just be such a blip in my memory.
0: If I said I was sorry, would that matter? You'd
1: have to mean it, wouldn't you?
0: I mean everything I say to you.
1: I don't think you're sorry at all. Why? Because you still have everything you wanted. This decision was correct.
0: I don't have everything I want. I don't have you. You are the last piece of, of everything, of my happiness. I don't have you.
1: Which reminds me, you are also fully indoctrinated at the moment. Familiar. Obnoxious. I mean, it's just like on this little, like, mini drunken diary.
0: I'm indoctrinated. You think?
1: What do you think joining a cult means? You are, Macklin.
0: They are so much more than just some simple cult. Cult makes it sound like playground antics compared to what they are.
1: And what are they, Mac?
0: They are the key to unlocking the power that is inside of both of us to its full potential. They don't just want me. Isn't that what you think? You think our whole lives, everyone's just wanted me? They've only wanted the big brother. They've only wanted Macklin, the shining star. Well, it's not true with them. They want you too. And I want you too.
1: If you think that that is an insecurity of mine that you can prey upon to get your way, Macklin, you are sorely mistaken.
0: Okay. I'm sorry. What happens next? It's all up to you. I Okay.
1: I'm going to come get you, and then I'm going to lock you in a cell for two months.
0: Two months. What's that two months going to do?
1: I don't know, worked well for the last guy. Uh, Mavis says with a hint of irony that is completely lost on Macklin in this moment. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And she says, I don't know, it at least be a start. Mavis.
2: No, you know what
1: I'll do? I will go and get you and I will just hand you over to mom. I'll say, look, I'm not the twin that you need to work on. This is the twin you need to work on. I'm the twin that has it together. I'm going to be a hero, Macklin. Did you hear that?
0: Oh, tell me about it.
1: Mm, I'm going to win the hero's gauntlet on Friday.
0: Are you? You seem very confident in that.
1: Doing it with good people.
0: Mavis, at some point in these next few days, your friends, your heroes, you... You'll have to realize... You're already on the losing team, even if you win Friday. We have more, more people, more planes breakers, more everything, and I'm inviting you to be a part of the winning team. That's how we're going to put it.
1: How many planes breakers?
0: Many, many, many more than you.
1: You don't know how many I have. I have six right now.
0: In my pockets. Show them to me. Over half. You're lying. I'm not. I told you I'm not lying to you. They have over. We're close.
1: You already have half of the planes breakers?
0: More than. They work fast.
1: Mavis, like, takes the painter's knife, moves to a part of the wall that she is guarding from Macklin, and takes the bit of the paint that she has on the painter's knife and begins writing, not like writing it out, but like drawing tallies out of like the planes breakers that she's trying to keep track of in her head and also like commit this knowledge to memory. Right. I think she's afraid Mm -hmm. of losing it uh, as she's afraid of losing all of her memories right now. But I think like just that new information pulls the detective away from the rest of her processes.
0: I think he like, he's not going to go over there because if she's clearly trying to shield something from him, but I think he'll just watch her do this Mm -hmm. and he'll go, how many do you have? Six in your pocket? Yes. It's impressive.
1: Do you know where the others are?
0: Two. We're looking for them. But we're having a hard time catching up with them.
1: Could. Mavis says kind of (laughs) indignantly. You can tell she finishes doing whatever, like tallying she's trying to do, and then she brings her painter's overall, the sleeve of it, over it, and brings it down over like that moment in Portrait of a Lady on Fire when she does it with the face. Yes. But she does that too. <laughs> yes.
0: Over her. Um, always around for a Portrait <laughs> <you>. of Lady <laughs> on Fire reference. Um, Thank you. Of
1: course. Um, yeah. Uh, she brings it down, and the paint smears, um, and then she. Throws the rag at, um, uh, no, no, she's using, well, she uses rag. Full, full portrait of a lady on a fire moment. Uses it, pulls it down, casts it at Macklin's feet. You could always make sure you're on the losing team, Macklin.
0: I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can throw away my potential. Our potential.
1: But what if it's not good potential, Mac? You're saying potential like it's something we weren't born with. The bloodline, our bloodline has never given us anything but pain at a price.
0: It's... It's, they've helped me find the power in it, and it can help you find the power in yours, too. You know we're alike, right? It's inside of you, too. It's not just me. Have but you I ever been want, curious?
3: I don't,
1: want, I don't want power if it makes me a bad person, Mac.
0: Who are you to say who's, who's good or who's bad? The people you with, work with are good? Have you seen them? Have you seen what they do to people? The
1: people I work with are are good
0: people, Mac. What, that shroud assembly? They're poisoned, Mavis. That whole thing is poisoned. The court is poisoned. Everything in Burnford is poisoned because we are everywhere. We are in Arcala. We are in Burnford. You
1: insinuating that you are the poison, you're asking me, you're saying... How can you be confident in my goodness and I'm telling you I am working with good and you tell me no because I have already poisoned it? Then you admit to me even that you are the poison, Mac. I miss you and I want my brother. I have no interest
0: in poison. I miss you. I just, I don't think I could leave at this point, even if I wanted to. And that's why I just, I want, I want my other half with me. I feel, I thought I wouldn't feel this way, and I do. That's why I want you, and I just, if we are the poison, it's too far gone, and I don't want you to die from it. Better to become the poison than to die from it, Mavis. I w- I'm worried about what will happen to you if you're not by my side. I miss you, and I am not lying. I have watched you since I left as best I can and I've only gotten powerful enough to do this because of them but I have watched you and every every pain, every hardship, everything I've seen you go through breaks my heart because I'm not there with you and so I want you with me
1: I think we see Mavis like her eyes filled with tears return to her canvas as she rubs away at her eyes and she says What would you have me do then? Leave the people that I love?
0: Yes, I suppose so. I'd. I'd come get you. If you'd ask me to, I would come get you. And there's a spot for you, Mavis. It's yours. All you have to do is say yes. truth and justice, we could be that together
1: I'd have a, I'd have a condition
0: what's the condition?
1: I'd, ha- I'd have a list of people that would stay safe
0: that's up to the divine one but I I assume you could deliver this list I don't see how that'd be an issue
1: Would you take me to this divine one? Yes. I don't know if you want to travel with me, Macklin. What do you mean? I've got a target on my back right now.
0: I know. And I, I, I won't let her hurt you again. I promise.
1: <sighs> I, uh, I, I don't. I never thought she would be able to hurt me, but she has a planesbreaker now.
0: When did she get a planesbreaker?
1: He gave it to her.
0: He? That little clown? What?
1: What? What are you you talking talking
0: about? Lucius. Lucius, she... (sighs) She's gunning for you to get rid of you because of me. Because she's threatened by you, and I know she hurt you, and I...
1: talking about that bitch who (laughs) i i you know i think we see like the 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 room kind of change i think we see the room like i i don't think mavis sees it right because she you don't process your own subconscious right but i think Mm -hmm. mac can see it the ceiling sinks like 10 feet and the room becomes markedly smaller
0: who are you talking about (sighs)
1: <sighs> oh yeah, I guess you're right. Oh, cool. Two tall women who want me dead.
0: I, love I this. won't. I won't let any of them hurt you. She, Lucius, is just. She's threatened because wait, she, she's...
1: She, that so she is. She is a saint. She is.
0: Oh, she is. And there's not what enough. Did she
1: take. Um, and I think, uh, Mavis kind of like screams in frustration in the room. <laughs> another bit in. Um
0: Mavis we have to calm down, okay?
1: I I oh my god I just uh. And I, I, I think uh, we see Mavis start to get overwhelmed, and I think we start hearing her mutter, uh, just start like muttering to herself, like, um, you know, f- first, uh, you know, you, 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 we hear her sort of like lament like this journey that she's been on, right? You know, she she speaks very bitterly of, of her thought that she had discovered not only the lead to. Not only, like, because I think, like, when Mavis found this dossier with Kai, she not only thought it was a clear ringer for the danger, like, the immediate danger in the room, but I think, like, she also thought it was a lead to Mac, right? Like, I think Mm -hmm. it, like, affirmed her, like, I'm on to something, Bones. And that initial, like, joy leads into, like, that... That, like, anger and building anger of no one believing her. And then that, like, huge bit of loss as she realizes she was wrong. And also has created a much more real danger, has caused, like, harm to a person, and in turn has brought extreme danger to herself and I think we like, and then I think we're hearing her mutter, and then, like, and then, and then she keeps going, like, she goes, Z, and then if that isn't enough, a, a woman shows up and she takes and she takes, and I don't know what I'm missing. And, and there's this, and, and I think, like, Mac is just listening to this, like, honestly, like, like teen girl, like, <laughs> this drunk teen girl tirade, <laughs> um, you know, like, very, very on brand. We've all seen them. <laughs> we've we've been to theater school. We know what they're like. <laughs> um, yes. As she's just like standing in front of her canvas, feeling it. It was, and it's. Um. And Macklin can is trying to control the magic of the room and stabilize mm-hmm. it in this moment so that like this pain doesn't cause it to fold in on itself. And I think like. In those moments, Mac hears everything. I think Mac hears everything about Kai. I think Mac hears um, that Lucius took Mavis's memories.
0: Did I know that you already? You did not. Okay, because I know that she attacked yes. her, but I didn't. I don't think, I think I knew.
1: like in this tirade, Mavis tells you that like Lucius took fourteen days of time from a very like well in a specific place and i think when when mavis even says that place you can clock it as Lyral's hometown just as like a passing mm. like oh that's like no that's Lyral's like te- like state right it'd be the same as like i was in colorado and you're like oh shit
0: you know that kind yeah. of moment oh he's pissed he's so pissed Oh I mean, he Fucking hates her already, but he's <laughs> yeah. pissed now. He's like more pissed than he already was. Um, I think he tries to. I think he he doesn't like want to like overstep, but he he just says, "Mavis, Mavis, I need you to listen to me. Can I? May I may I touch your face? No. Okay. Or
1: um, you get to touch I, me? No. I'm trying
0: to calm you down, and so he um he just like I don't know. I think he just sort of says, "What? we can take care of her i won't let her hurt you i did not know she had done that and i'm so so sorry but we can get it back we can we can figure it out we can take care of it's her that's pretty
1: much broken by now don't you think the room i uh, you you see um all of there's no there's no hearing it cuz it never happened but you can now see there's nothing but cracks in the windows
0: Um, you said you were, you were, you were by Lyril. You were by Lyril. That's what you're missing, right? That's, that's where you were. I guess. That's that's where the gap is, right? We can figure that out. You can see Lyril. You can talk to him. I have no
1: interest in talking with your boyfriend, Macklin. (laughs) The fire What can I do to fix this? There's no fixing it. It's broken. And I think she whips at you at this point. She says, I agree. I, I, yes, Come get me. When are you coming?
0: I I I can be there in, in a few days. Uh I can be there. I can be there. Do you want me?
1: The tourney ends on Saturday.
0: Yes, I can I can I can definitely be there by then.
1: Mavis kind of laughs to herself um as this drunk teenager makes a decision only a drunk teenager can make, and she says, You're gonna have to. And she Has, in this instance, like, willed another thing in here throughout her. Because you have control over this magic. You know you have this magic. This is magic Mavis does not know she has. And so she can't. And so.
0: (laughs) Even though I'm like, hey, you magic girl. (laughs) She's like, what? What?
1: What are you talking about? And she pulls out a very familiar dagger. To, not you, but everyone else. Uh, one of her pair, and she, and I think like, I do you. Do, is there a fear when the knife gets pulled out for Macklin? Do, does Macklin?
0: I don't think know? so. Cause is it weird that I imagine? You know how sometimes TV shows, uh, whenever they make ch- child versions of characters, it's just like the same character but as a child. Like, no difference to make them a child. Like, I imagine baby Mavis, like, with little knives. <laughs> Does that make sense? And so I imagine that, like, avoiding knives was just part of my childhood. Life. <laughs> Like, like even if it's like like mom's making a pb and J, puts the knife down for a second and little mavis's hands are like ding 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 and like grabs the thing and then and then mac just feels like a dull peanut butter on his side and he's like what like oh that's so cute i don't know if that's if that's accurate no i completely um, but that's agree that's what i imagine so i i just feel like he's there's not f- Fear because I think he also thinks she's drunk enough where he can avoid if something's happening. I mean, they fenced. I think he knows her moves. He yeah. knows when her lunges are going to happen. Like, I think he, he knows if something's going to happen, how to avoid right. it, I guess.
1: Um, and so she, she pulls it out, and I think, like, she sees that you don't react, and it annoys her even more because when. <laughs> When Mavis pulls out a knife in front of anyone else, they're like, "Oh no!" Um, but it doesn't even phase Macklin; and it pisses her to off. To him,
0: he's more. like, "That's my sister. that's yeah, my baby that's sister. That's my baby my, sister. My, not baby, but um, twin baby, maybe." Uh,
1: and she takes this blade with the curved edge, uh, this serpentine edge, and she says, "Ironic looking, isn't it? It's actually called a twin blade." And she shoves it into your, into your chest. Into my not chest not like into or, your chest, the, but like the, presses the hill, like the hill. Yes, the hilt, uh, and, okay. and uh, yeah, she stabs you in the chest. No, she she presses the <laughs> like she, in, in the same way, uh, and and you and in this moment that she presses it to your chest, it pushes you out of the dreaming world. <gasps> yeah, in that exact moment, as you feel lyral pull you out of your, what is essentially magic meditation to do this?
0: Why'd you do that? I was, I was, I was doing something.
1: And, uh, you, you reach up and you see this knife in your hand. Oh God. If you want to give me another arcana check, we can, uh, see if Macklin can discern the nature of this.
0: Let me see. I rolled a, Um an eighteen.
1: Eighteen. I think you pretty well know that this is um a magical blade. Like that's very easy for uh Mac to figure out. I think um okay. So, yep, so this blade has a black hilt and a bronze serpentine blade. You run your finger over the blade, um, I think, in, like, an edgy kind of villain way to, like, strike, uh, to, like, (laughs) (laughs) uh, eh, um, to, like, to just, like, investigate it. And you feel the sting, but you notice that the blade leaves an obfuscation magic as it carves to hide the wound. Oh, this is pretty this a really nice fucking knife. Why the fuck does Matus have this? <laughs> um yeah. <but> I think <laughs> okay. uh I think it's like so nice. Um I, I also I think it's I think it's so nice and also your Arcana check was so high that you kind of know about this style of blade because there were probably like six to ten sets made of it. Um and they're they've got like a legendary Um, Attitude around them In like assassin circles And crime circles And circles you are now A part of unfortunately Um, Yes And you know That if these blades Are ever more than A mile apart Whoever (gasps) is attuned Will take one level Of exhaustion each day Until the blades are united
0: Oh fuck me Okay this fucks Dylan over (laughs) too I having a teammate oh, who's going to be exhausted to the point of half speed and uh okay 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 yay during okay. the final
1: tournament can yeah, you imagine yeah, Mavis just being yeah. like to Dylan like I lost it
0: <laughs> 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 what do you mean you lost I so it I'm <laughs> so sorry we're going to show up to next recording and Molly, Carly and Ned are going to be like um you did what? Tasty. You <laughs> fucked our teammate over. Oh,
1: I love it. Yep. So the bearer of these blades commits to keeping them united. If these blades are ever more than a mile apart, whoever is attuned will take one level of exhaustion each day until these blades That's are funny. reunited. If one blade is ever destroyed, the other immediately shatters, turning it into a fine and shimmering dust.
0: And he, he knows she could die from exhaustion, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Cool. Okay. I got to... kick my ass in (laughs) the gear fucking get there yeah
1: um but yeah i think i think so like uh this blade kind of like falls into your hand uh as it drops from your chest um i think mac also sees a bruise um running down his chest the exact place that mavis smeared the paint which hmm. is M- Macklin has Weird. no explanation for it at this point. Um, yeah. And I think um, Lyril's just, uh, Lyril is like sat next to you um, to sort of bring you back. And we are in a place that our dear listeners and the arbiters of, face, of fate, the arbiters of fate would recognize. Why, we are in the fanciest bar in Losi? The Fortune's Fool. And you're sitting on this velvet, like, bar, uh, bar stool. And um, Leroy's next to you and says, Sorry, babe. Atherin's being a bit specific about when we're leaving.
0: Is she trying to go
1: right now? Of course, Mac. What's another night without rest into the Rosewoods?
0: I, um... Yeah, um... So, like, I should... I need to get... We need to leave... Yes, Atherin says just a few hours to collect
1: materials, and from what she's been able to gather, Gwen led this Phoebe into the Rosewoods.
0: Of course. Of course we have to go to the Rosewoods. Are you ready? I'm ready.
1: You think you're going to get the answers you're looking for in there? Lyra kinda nods into the rosewoods.
0: No. I think I've I think I know where my answers are.
1: You're right. My eyes. Lyra offers you a hand to lift to lift you up.
0: I think Mac takes it and stands up and says, um, I love you. I love you. I think he ca- he kisses Liriel. Yeah. I really love you.
1: I love you as well, darling. I wouldn't have woken you up if I didn't. Because we know how Athrun feels about your frivolous use of
0: valuable magic. I know how she feels about it, Yes. Let's get ready to go, then.
1: That's why I woke you. Do you need anything from the
0: armory? No. It's all me, you know. And he kind of does like a little, like, his fingers, like, wags his fingers a little bit and like a little bit of spark comes out.
1: And Liril, uh shakes his head and says, I couldn't even convince you to put a chainmail
0: shirt on. No, I don't need it.
1: <laughs> and uh, Lerl, I think, uh, like rolls his eyes and and gives like another like uh, soft kiss on like the corner of Mac's mouth. Um, you know, one mm-hmm. of those very like tender. Um, and then kind of presses his forehead to yours and says, all right, just a minute then. Um, and then gives you like a final kiss on the cheek and kind of slouches this kind of almost duffel bag thing over uh, his shoulder and heads out a fortune fool. Fortune's fool.
0: How many days from Lose to Burnfort? Ooh, okay.
1: Let me pull up the map in my head. Okay, so if the Rosewoods are here. Burnfort's here. Langdale's here. Langdale to here was how many days?
0: Oh, I don't remember. Uh,
1: Two week trip? No, ten day trip. 10 day trip from there to there and there to there isn't as long but still without magic you wouldn't be able to make it in time good thing you're a magician I think it's about a 6 day trip from here to Burnford
0: what would I need to do magic wise to get there in time
1: good okay. question you might need a powerful artifact now good thing you know who has them uh, it would be Lyral and Athryn. Uh You have most of your magic in your bones, so you don't have to worry about it as much. But uh, both Lyral and Athrin actively uh, kind of, like, boost their magic with some magical artifacts. Um, so they both have few, uh, a few. You do know that Lyral has a Shroud Key in his possession, that leads to a town, maybe a two day travel from Burnford.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna have to steal that.
1: Yeah. I mean you, you can
0: I I mean yeah you, no one's around, right? Yeah, I mean
1: Mac Mac and Lyral I would assume like keep their like belongings together in the same like go bag. Um so you would know where it is, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think that Mac gets a tiny piece of parchment. I think he writes, I'll be back. This is important. He like rolls that up. He puts it like through the keychain, maybe, mm-hmm. as he takes the key off.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And puts it back in the belongings. And I think he goes to the door of Fortune's Fool and he sticks the key in. And I think there's this mild hesitation. And then in, to himself, he thinks, at the very least, I owe this to her. And I miss her. And he turns the key, and he's, he's going to do his best ahead to, to burn for it.
1: Just in time. Providence will be so happy to see you. Oh, Jesus. Ah, that's where we'll end it. Sweet bean. That was good.